Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Jonathan. You'll note I am Claire, not Simon, just so you know. Um, But I'm going to start. Simon's going to pick up in a few minutes, and then I will end with something as well, probably. Uh, We are about to enter the Daniel Fast. A few arrays, a few trepidations, a few what are we doing. But this is a a three-week opportunity for us to start the year by really spending time with our King. We've done it for a number of years now, uh, and we've had really the most amazing times. We've seen God move in us and through us. We've become a lot closer to IIC as we fasted and prayed together, and we believe that God is doing something beautiful in that relationship. But actually, we're facing the fast again, and I am so excited. I am so excited because this year we're thinking about that little phrase, seek first the kingdom. We had it in that reading. It comes right at the end. Uh, But it's so important. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. He will give you everything you need. Often when we start a fast like this, we start with the, here is what I need, God, and this is why I'm fasting. But this little verse reminds us that the most important thing to do is to seek first the kingdom. And why do we do that? Because actually, the ways of the kingdom are better than our ways. And the king that we are going to get to meet through this fast is sovereign over all. Psalm uh, 92, no, 93, verse 1. The Lord is king. He is robed in majesty. Indeed, the Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken because your throne, O Lord, has stood for all time. The Lord is king. And we get to meet the king of the kingdom. So we're going to spend the first week thinking about who this king is. The first week, uh, material, which you can... Oh, I've left my copy down here. Pick up today. Looks like this. They're uh, by the door. But you can also, and if you fancy saving some trees, that would be great. Download it uh, from our website and it will be daily on our social media sites as well. But uh, if you would like a printed copy, there are some of those available at the door. But the first week is very much about our relationship with the king. The second week, we're moving into thinking about how we live as kingdom people with one another. And then the third week, we're thinking about how we introduce other people to the kingdom. But this first week is really important because it's about making sure we're seeking first the king and our relationship with him. As soon as Jesus started his public ministry, we read in in Mark 1, he announced that the kingdom of God was near, that a new day was here, 
And we are living in that new day where we can know the king of kings intimately. And as we start to fast, I have found this so many times over the last few years, I begin to realize that there are quite a few little kings that take place in my life. Caffeine is one of them. And I've shared this before, but as I've thought about it, the thing about caffeine for me is it's the first thing I reach to in the morning. I stumble down the stairs, maybe with one eye open, maybe not. I put the kettle on, I have a coffee, and then I'm like, okay, Jesus, I'm here and ready for the day. As I remove caffeine from my life, I've realized that actually I'm not putting God at the first of my day. Actually, I can only be sociable and kind after I have had my caffeine hit. It's a huge thing for me. And as I've fasted and taken things out of my life, I've begun to realize there are quite a few things that take kingship in my life. And as I strip those out, it helps me to come into a good place and say, do you know what? I know who my king is. My king, my king. But seek first his kingdom. That's what it says. So as we start this fast, a question for you. What, what, who is king in your life? I can mostly say that God is king of my life. But as we start this week, who is your king? And what little kings get in the way of putting God first in everything? It'll be different for each of us. But this first week is really going to help us to realize that actually the king of the kingdom is the one that we should be seeking. The king of the kingdom is the one that we should be living for and alone. So as we hold that thought about meeting the king and it fundamentally being about that, what is this next season, these next three weeks about, fundamentally they are about meeting uh, the king. These verses, seek first, reminds us that there is a responsibility on us uh, to seek out that meeting with the king. We are certainly invited, but there is a sense in which we need to get there, so to speak. And seeking requires earnestness. What are you like when you lose something? Turn to the person next to you and tell them. What are you like when you lose something? Hands up if you're the kind of person that when you've lost something, you really go for it. Everything's out the window. I'm going to find that that I've lost. How many of you go, oh, it'll turn up? Sort of a 50-50 different. uh, uh, And does it turn up, people? No, Margaret Cameron, it doesn't always turn up because I still can't find my pink T-shirt that I went to put on on August bank holiday and still haven't found it and promised myself I'd buy one in the January sales if it didn't turn up. And has it turned up? No, it hasn't. And on that subject, where is my running hat and gloves that I left on the radiator at the bottom of the stairs two and a half years ago? Because they haven't turned up either. I'm of the, I'm of the beginning of the, I'm going to search and I'm going to find this blessed thing. Disproportionately affects me if I've lost something. 
How earnestly will we seek to meet him during the Daniel fast? This is no reflection on your approach at looking for lost things. But I guess there's a danger for all of us that we might wobble along and think, well, maybe he'll turn up. How earnestly are we seeking? Into that question, this morning at 8 o'clock, uh, our ministry team and the team at IIC, we met together to pray for an hour, praying particularly for uh, protection on over us and our churches as we entered this uh, three-week season. And uh, Kerry brought a prophetic word that seemed really timely, not just for us in that group, uh, but for all of us, as we think about what it means for each of us personally to be earnest in our seeking. It will mean very different things. And, well, Kerry, you come and share with us. So I had a real sense of God saying that the way that the enemy really wanted to niggle at us as people was through comparison. Any of you compare yourself to others? You're all lying. <laughs> and, but actually, that, that was the way that the enemy really wanted to get in. And I had a sense of God saying there's a lot of people starting this fast already. It's a new year, but actually they feel daunted. They feel overwhelmed. It all feels too much. And I felt that God's speaking to us from uh, Zephaniah 4, uh, 10, which is, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And it's easy to approach a fast by thinking the small thing you're doing isn't enough. But actually what that verse is telling us is it doesn't matter how small. It's the intentionality of something that as we begin, the Lord rejoices. But the reverse is true, that actually for some during this time, I felt God saying that it brings out the slightly legalistic tendencies within where we start to strive because the goal is to finish the fast and to win it somehow, whatever winning looks like for you, for the competition. And again, I felt like God saying that what we each need to do is ask him what success will look like. Because I think for a lot of us, that's different to what we think it is. What God thinks success will look like in this fast may not be our idea. But the reality was, within all of it, that what each of us is doing is enough when it's the thing that we know God is speaking about and to not come to each other. Great job. Super helpful. Thank you very much. So what will you do earnestly? And it doesn't matter how that looks or compares to anybody else. What's your small thing that in God's economy becomes something really significant? Seeking does require earnestness, but it also requires attention to detail. Suppose a woman lost a coin, she would search the entire house. A sense of going to every place. Now, when it comes to looking for certain things, my attention to detail is significantly lacking. I know that because there are so many times I have told someone in my family that that tin is not in that cupboard, and it was. And that packet wasn't on that shelf, and it is. Where is the place where you or I, over these three weeks, need to pay a little bit more attention to the detail. You with me? Sometimes I can't find the tin of beans because it's the wrong color tin. 
but I can read attention to detail. Where in our lives, as we're seeking to meet the king, do we need to slow down? And that's what I love about these three weeks is the kind of enforced slowing down to meet the king. I might want to start over there somewhere, but the Spirit of God might be asking me to pay attention to detail over here. Just pause for a moment. And just as in, in this moment, uh, just what would be a quick reaction in your spirit? Where might you need to pay more attention to detail? It's not that you're not looking in that cupboard or aware of that part of your life. It's just you're not quite seeing something that's there for you to see. You with me? Just, just pause. For, what would that be? If you had to share it with the person next to you, and I'm not going to ask you, so you were forced to express it, what, what would you say to them right now? Seeking requires attention to detail. Where, where might you be being asked by God's Spirit to pay a bit more attention to the detail? And finally, seeking requires looking in unexpected places. Search me, O God, and see if there is any offensive way within me. Look, lead me to those places that I'm not even looking at, that I'm not even thinking about. Because we find things sometimes when they're lost in unexpected places. Just before Rachel and Josh got married, I lost Evan's coat. It was one of these big puffer uh, coats that uh, we'd bought for him. A good coat, I might add. It's always the good ones that you lose. So I'd lost this coat. So I'm taking it upon myself in my seeking style to go everywhere to try and find this coat. I went back to all the places that I thought he and I had been over the 10 days before the wedding. And there was loads going on and people and dresses and things and suits everywhere. So uh, I was going to no coat. A week or so after the wedding, after he'd shivered for a while in the spring, I bought him another coat, an identical coat. And uh, I accepted that some things just never get found. A few months after the wedding, Rachel and Josh inviting some friends to come and stay. And Rachel said to me, can I borrow one of those sleeping bags? So I got the bag with a sleeping bag in. Oh, you're so fast. You're way ahead of me, boys and girls. And I took the sleeping bag to Rachel and Josh's house. Late that evening, their guests came down and said there was no sleeping bag in that bag, but there was a coat. Where's the unexpected place where you might find him in this season? You with me? You wouldn't have expected to find him in the stable, but he was there. Where's the unexpected place we need to seek over these next few weeks? Claire. You use it, lose a lot of things, Simon. Terrible. <laughs> so, loads of challenge in there. 
the first thing to say about the actual how to fast, which I think uh, kind of taps into what Kerry has brought, is there are loads of ways to fast. And there are loads and loads of things that you might be able to do, even if it's a small thing, to engage in this fast uh, over the next three weeks. I've been massively inspired that even my kids and the youth are all engaging really, really well. Um, You know, Lucy is, I'm going to have to go into the school and somehow explain that she doesn't want to eat sugar for the next three weeks. I'm not quite sure how that's going to go with the school lunches. I'll I'll keep you in touch. You know, there are all kinds of people who are beginning to engage in whatever way. So you could fast from social media. You could uh, fast from something that, like TV that's a distraction for you. You could fast something food-wise. You could do the whole Daniel fast. Uh, and all of the information for that is on the web page, um, including some new recipes if you are uh, the cook of the house. There's loads of stuff in there. But whatever you choose to do... Uh, Even if it's a small thing, God sees and you're catching his attention. And it's like when you remove something from your life, uh, it's almost like you're removing yourself out of a room so you can make a phone call so that you can actually have some space and you can actually hear God's voice. If you're in a busy, crowded room, it's really hard to hear at the end of the phone call, but you remove something and yourself out of the room and you can hear it really You can hear God really clearly. So the most important thing today is to choose what you're going to fast from. What are you going to fast from? What is it that you tomorrow are going to fast from? Thank you. But the second thing that's really important, I think, is to start to literally look at your diary and put some time in to spend with the king. It sounds really simple. It sounds like I'm trying to teach you to suck eggs. I get that. But you will find very quickly that it is week three. And you will find very quickly that you will not have had the time you wanted with God. So I would encourage you to to sit with your diary and say, okay, when am I going to actually make that space, that time to be with God and to listen to him. But also, how are you going to do that in community? Now, we have a load of uh, touch points, which we will be hosting here and at IIC that will help you to do that. Again, they're all on the website. But the first one is tomorrow morning at half past nine for an hour. We will worship together and we will read the Bible together and look at the notes from the day uh, together. We found over the years that the people who commit to even just one of these touch points every week are the ones who actually benefit most in in the fast. They're the ones who have uh, felt encouraged and supported because they're doing it amongst others. We found that they've had the opportunity to worship and to pray with others, which have been really significant times. So I'd encourage you to have a look and see which one of those touch points you can come to. Uh, So Wednesday lunchtime, we will spend some time together. Friday evening, we will worship together at IIC this week and then Burlington the week after back at IIC. And then new for this year, because you all know how much I love early mornings, we're going to be praying at 6am every day. 
Um, so this week we'll be starting uh, at IIC at 6 a.m. Uh, for about an hour, but you can dip in and dip out. That's fine if you've got trains to catch or whatever it is. Um, and then the following week, and we'll remind you of this next week, we're going to do it here at Burlington at 6 a.m. I am not a morning person, and you are asking me to do this on no caffeine. So if I can do it, then I'd love to see some of you guys there um, as well, even if it's just for you to laugh at my really, really sad face. I'd love you to diary some time. Diary some time. But the other thing that I just want to say is the first week is not easy. The first week's not easy. Fact, okay? Now, I gave up caffeine on New Year's Day so that I would be less grumpy tomorrow. That's the plan. I'm feeling pretty good, but those first three days were really hard. I really wanted a coffee. And, uh, uh, you know, it was really challenging. So expect that the first week is really hard. They say it takes six weeks to build a habit and about 12 weeks to become a lifestyle. Uh, So actually, this isn't an easy thing to do. So therefore, let's be really encouraging of each other. Let's really support one another. So in your small group, in your community, uh, with your friends who you know who are fasting, let's be ultra encouraging of each other. We've got a closed Facebook group. So if you're a Facebooker and you're not giving up social media for your fast, then do see me. I can add you to that. It's always a great place of encouragement and support. Um, Bible verses going on a lot. Uh, words of encouragement and uh, things that God is up to also feature on that page. So do Make sure that you're encouraging others that you know are fasting too. Use this material to focus on what you are doing. It's uh, been written between us and IIC, so uh, I hope it will be a blessing for you. Uh, It won't take you long every single day, um, so do make sure that you can use that. And I've put at the end there, read that book. I've got a pile of books next to my bed that I've been wanting to read for ages. I reckon you've got one or two there as well. Why don't you, over this time, go, do you know what? I I believe God's going to use that book to speak to me. Or whatever it is, actually, that, you know, it might be that you felt God's prompting to go and see somebody. Why don't you make that opportunity uh, through this fast, give them a ring or whatever it is. There are so many ways that we can fast. The most important thing is that as we give something up, we remember who is our king and we commit to spending some time with him over the next three weeks. Don't go with the massive list of what you're going to eat this year and how is it going to work and and all those things that we worry about that was talked about in that passage in Matthew 6. Don't start with, I want to know this this year, God. Start with seeking first the king and the kingdom. And as we do that, as this Bible passage is highlighted, all those other things, all those other things will not feel so important. God will answer them and he will, he will speak to us, I'm sure, about those things. But let's begin with seeking first the kingdom and the king. So let's use that song, shall we, that uh, Kerry and the band were teaching us at the beginning. Uh, A sense of confidence that our soul rests. The children are going to come in as we do that. Once we're all together, uh, Matt will send us on our way. Let's stand uh, together as we sing.